It's Castilian. We forgot the <laughs> we forgot the map. We didn't, we just make this up. I know, but the map is in the car. Yeah. Well, uh, are we doing California trips? Or are we doing? You can do wherever you, wherever doing, trips. You can go to Belgium. You can go to, to Italy. You can go to oh, yes. France. Atlas Brewing. Atlas Brewing in Rome. <laughs> when in Rome. Yeah, speaking it was a great of, place. I was amazed. Speaking of when in Rome. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and all the places you might road trip to to uh, taste them. Road trip? Road trip. Yeah. Road trip. The best part about beer school is the road trip. The homework. The, well, no. In this case, it is the road trip. No. The, the homework is the road trip. Um, and if that's not motivation enough to drink whatever it is that you're going to drive to, I don't know what it is. Exactly, John. Motor? John? Good day, sir. Good day, John Foster. Actually, it's good noon. Barely. Oh, it's good one o'clock. It's good one o'clock. It's a one o'clock high. <laughs> <laughs> To my right is Rosie, Hello. but it's in mono, so it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. And then we have a distinguished guest today, Mr. Jaime Espinoza, all the way from Oakland, Ber- Oakland. Oakland. Oakland California. Yeah. Yes, I've evolved. Speaking of road tripping, <laughs> you had to drive all the way here. You could have taken the Transbay tube, but... But I was drinking. I needed to drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme of road trips. That is the Drive theme. responsibly. Drive responsibly. Have a DD. Have a the best thing is a friend with a pregnant wife I've found, or have a hotel on the other side. Yes, or an RV that drives itself, or an empty field. An empty field. I I've like been that. to the empty field. That's <laughs> the idea. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about road tripping to different beer places and yeah. how you might you know, the stories that you might find um, along the way, the stories that we've found along the way, and why it's kind of a fun way to go. Yeah, and you don't even have to road trip to breweries if they're not breweries that close. There might be some other place down the road. There might be a German restaurant that has German beer or something like that. Or a really good schnitzel. Yeah, but we're just going to talk about you know all the good beer places we go road tripping to because we can. Well, you don't also have to do a specific road trip to beer places. You can all, always incorporate a brewery when you're going to uh, a sports trip to you know NCAAs, a bowl game, whether it be your wife twisting your arm. Uh, complaining that uh, you're not taking her on all these trips, and she honey, wants to see the. Honey, she I need wants to go to Amsterdam to see the tulips. <laughs> yes, motor, motor does a <laughs> very good rendition <laughs> of my wife. Yes, <laughs> my wife twisted my arm to go, take her to Amsterdam to see the tulips, and what? of course, being being the responsible husband that I am, I I acquiesce quickly. We spent an extra week in Amsterdam and a, and another week in uh, Belgium. Really? We I think I ran into you there. Yes, didn't we meet? We did. Except it wasn't a road trip, it was a train trip. Yes, it was a train trip. Photographic proof. Another another way to drink responsibly. Yes, that's something else we could say around here. Uh up on the up on the website from the uh that show, uh I've got the under construction places you can go around in the Bay Area and Northern California. Touring San driving, Francisco beers. Touring San Francisco beers and or taking Caltrain, taking BART. Didn't we do a Festival de Motor on the on the Caltrain one year? Yes, we did. So you have to explain what Festival de Motor is. Festival de Motor is a two-week celebration of, of Motor's birthday. You start <laughs> the week before and it carries through the week after. And uh, 
back in our younger days, um, we would make uh, every every other year was kid friendly. Now yes. we've evolved to where it's it's no longer just drinking. It's just drinking every single year, and it's become an uh, adult event. Yes. Adult in the best sense. Yes. Well, when you get to a certain age and you don't have any kids, then there's no point in having it kid-friendly anymore. Well, the other part is the kids – well, not your kids, but the rest of the kids are getting old enough that, you know, 10-year-olds don't want to go hang out drinking with daddy and his friends. The three- and four-year-olds sort of think that's fun. Mm-hmm. Or they'll, they're malleable. They'll go wherever. But uh, the year that we went ice skating at the Snoopy Museum, I decided the kid-friendly was over. <laughs> I walked into the place. I said, oh, my God, what have I done? It's a room full of five-year-olds. <laughs> but that was the year we were at Russian River. And uh, what was our uh, waitress's name who took very good care of us? Was that Lisa? Carrie or Lisa? Lisa, or... Lisa I believe. Lisa yeah. or Linda, something like that. But it was a good time had by all. Yes. You were there, John Foster. I was. I was there. I was the, the, the DD on the way home. Yes. Because, well, I, A, I'm not going to go roller or uh, roller skating or ice skating. That would have been dangerous. I can't roller skate. I don't know why I can't roller skate and I can't ice skate. That's weird. Yeah. Usually if you do one, you can do the other. But anyway, um, I got there late. I uh, avoided ice skating and then got to Russian River, which was, well, you know, any excuse to go to Russian River is a good excuse to go to Russian River. Right. I mean, we, we could make that excuse like right now. Like we have half a tank of gas. We could probably we should open go a bottle. We should go to we get a bottle of Russian River to open to start our beer tasting. Or? I think. Do we have a bottle of Russian River? No, we have. We didn't no, get a bottle of that. Why don't we? Why don't we go with the? Uh, we've got. We've got some of the. We got some IPA to start here. Our road trip. Well, there we go. So we don't have often. We don't often have IPAs on beer school because it's. I don't know. A more aggressive beer. Sound check. Mm-hmm. Sound check. There. There we go. And. Because it's because it's so hoppy and it's such a big beer, you know, it's a great one to start with because it'll really put our palates in the mode, right? It'll for all the other ruin for our all the beers today. But the reason we went, we started off today again at City Beer Store to start buying the beer for our road trips. The reason I bought this beer is uh, Jaime and I have been friends for over twenty years now. I thought, and, we, said, uh, that. I thought we, we said no California beers. No, we said I thought you said no beers we haven't had oh, before. Oh, well, okay, then I thought we amended oh, it to no California well. beers. Uh, Motor doesn't listen to detail oh, sometimes. Well, to California beer. Sometimes. <laughs> so um, back in the day, cheers, we're about to sip some beer. Uh, back in the day, Jaime and I had almost hit every brew pub in California, but this would have been about circa 1988. 88, 89, yes. And the only places we didn't really clean up on the were the, the San Diego ones because they were far enough away. Well, at the sa- at the time, there weren't too many San Diego ones. But it was like Carl Strauss. It, and Yes, uh, but it seemed like the beer, the, the whole beer movement skipped L.A. And, it went, and the good beer movement. Right. It did, and I, I know why, actually, having lived in L.A. for a while. Please enlighten us. Um, it's the water. The water is coming out of the, mun- the municipal is so wrong. That whoever's brewing with that is going to have to do major work to make that water work. Okay. Um, and the reason I know is like you know you open up the faucet and all you smell is is whatever's in the water, whatever chemicals are there to make that to make fish? that. No, it's not. Oh. It's not fish, but it smells like major chlorine. String it, cheese. It smells like a a pool okay. coming out that you've just turned on in in the in. 
Well, you know, in the last few years, I guess people have been doing their work then because uh, some of the uh, breweries in the L.A. area have gotten decent beer. I'm sure they have big water refinement in their own breweries to make their wa- to get their water right. Well, you bring it down to you bring it you bring it chemically down to neutral and you build it back up to where you want to be. But this is another show. Yes, <laughs> this is not our water chemistry. Wait show, a minute, John. we don't ever talk about water chemistry from a building it point of view. But it is it it is what I found universally that there was very few breweries in the Los Angeles greater area because, and that's this is what my assumption is, is that the water is so wrong that they're not that that they're not they just gave up. Okay. <laughs> that's, all, that's always the good all right, answer. Well, Thank they, you for they, that. Okay. They, could, they could build beer out of this hyperchlorinated stuff. If somebody's you know, building like, like beer, they clean like, out the water and start from zero. Like Burton on Trent, where they said, hey, we've, this is the water. It's full of gypsum. We're going to build this beer like this. Burtonizing it, as they called it. So anyway, back when we were taking road trips, and if you look at the map of California and you draw a line four or five hours in every direction, you can get a lot of places from San Francisco. And then at the same time, uh, Tommy's from Southern California, and yes. he had a lovely girlfriend that he was courting at the time from the same from the uh, L.A. area. And uh, one of my favorites that is a L.A. brewery that's no longer there is Gorky's, which was a very strange sort of com- concept place. Uh, it was cafeteria-style Russian food and beer, and the beer was actually pretty good. And they had great artwork. That always draws me. You get good T-shirts at Gorky's. But a lot of that time was we would get in a car on the weekends or go on road trips and drive around and go to different brew pubs and buy T-shirts. And um, They all shrank. They all shrank, <laughs> yeah. We didn't get bigger. The T-shirts shrank. But, uh, all T-shirts shrink. <laughs> not as much as we grew. I mean, T-shirts shrank. <laughs> um, but we were hitting interesting places. You get uh, a lot of places around Breweries like to open in strange little places. Okie yes, Girl. Okie Girl. Uh, the uh, Fraser Park turnoff going over the uh, the grapevine there. Uh, that was a great place. All-you-could-eat beef stew with homemade <laughs> cornbread and decent beer. The guy that ran it red, we'd come down for Christmas. They'd have all the Christmas beers. We'd, we'd barter with them. It was a great time. Um, and they they were they were around for about four or five years, and then they went under. You yeah, know, I guess it was the the real estate market was was uh, booming, booming, booming in Fraser Park. Well, a lot of a lot of the famous places that are around Boonville's the middle of nowhere. That's uh, why I call it the Boonies. Hop exactly. <laughs> Hoplin in Mendocino County is the middle of nowhere. Uh, a lot of places around you get small towns. You get places in the in the. Uh, Different wine growing areas. There's a little brewery in Southern California that uh, went under. Uh, Blind Pig. Oh yeah, Blind Pig. I think <laughs> I think the guy uh, got a better offer in Northern California. Really? Ended he up at Corbell. On? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what ever happened to that guy? Yeah, I, I, I seem <laughs> to remember running into him at after that uh, Snoopy uh, skating the incident. Snoopy skating party. Yes, I walk in there with a Blind Pig shirt, and his wife bothered me for wearing that shirt. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, what yeah, do you mean no. bothered you? She wanted she tried to pull it off my shirt. It's a collector's items. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is this is you know, uh what is it? Uh VH one does those uh back before they were stars. Right. Back before they were stars. Where yeah. are they now? <laughs> Where and for people who don't know, uh Vinny Trorzo 
uh, Blind Pig was his first brewery in the middle of nowhere in San Diego County. Back when I was courting my lovely bride, yes. we did a wine tasting trip out to uh, Temecula. And uh, Vinny's father had a, uh, a winery out there, Chilurzo's Winery. And they had all the literature of the uh, microbrewery that he was running out of an, an industrial park at the time. And took some searching, and I think I, I didn't uh, scare my bride and her sister and my brother-in-law at the time. So they put up with me. They put up with me in my <laughs> in, in my uh, quest for good beer, and uh, I was able to find the beer. Uh, I think I, I brought back some snout stout from that trip for <laughs> for my good friend Motor. I yep. think you still have that uh, half-gallon growler. I've got the growler in my fridge, yes. my blind pig growler. So, so if anyone wants to sell a, a, a snout stout uh, blind pig growler <laughs> on eBay motor or wants to buy one, motor would be probably willing to part with that. It's got water in it, but still, oh. you know, it's a glassware. Speaking of glassware, open this box right here. Uh, these things scare me because it's full, of, uh, it's full of glass. And it's also full of the little, the little chippy thingies. Oh, yeah. So this showed up today, or actually showed up this week, and there's the uh, note. Motor, could you read that note for me? On the outside, on the outside it says, a gift for you. <laughs> no more complaining. Uh, do we complain? No. No more <laughs> complaining about having the wrong glasses. Thanks for beer school, guys. Julian in New York. Aww. Aww. We're getting presents. New York. We're special. You know, I don't know if this is the right about one. About a mile down the road, there's a game going on. Giants and Yankees. Go Giants. What happened yesterday? The Giants won yesterday? Giants won yesterday in Handling. 13 innings. Ooh. They survived an A-Rod Ooh. home run in the ninth. Oh, this is so cool. We're this beer fun. belongs to oh. This beer belongs to Motor. Sweet. Finally, the reason we started this show... Getting free swag. <laughs> sending us presents. Oh no, this you is finally off- arrived, and actually, please. this is a proper glass. Yes, this is not our little halfies. This is not the. This is not the. Uh, the Keep big, and I'm looking for one for me. All right, all right. <laughs> it's feeling a bit light. You know, if you throw gasoline over that stuff, you can make napalm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got Jaime. Today. I'm with. I'm we. Should I put that here. in the show notes? No, oh. we leave all the you know people. Shooting beer out there now is in the show. There is no, um, there is no other glasses in here for well, for Jaime. Well, Jaime spilled Jamie. He's new to the show. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, children willing, uh, I will be uh, able to visit you more often. Oh. So, pubglasses.com made this happen for uh, excellent for for our New York friends. And uh, this is a really pretty glass. It is. I'm just as pretty as you, Mr. Foster. This beer belongs to Motor. <laughs> Don't you forget it. Sorry. The esteemed John Foster. Learned beer But scholar. I would say that they should, they should come up with a different way of packaging that. Cause I always like the ones that dissolve in water. I hate styrofoam chips. You know, the ones that dissolve in water are fascinating because every time I get them, I always play with them for like two weeks. I, no, taunt, I, just I taunt them. <laughs> I make them squish into the into the... Into the water. I, I <laughs> Read put my beer in. notes here. I was told to behave. <laughs> I, I I just take the entire box, the, the ones that dissolve, and dump them in the sink and turn the water on. And watch them melt. It's like pouring salt on bananas. Or you could wait till it rains outside and then just throw them down uh, some some it, big hill. It's June in San Francisco. I know. There's it won't not rain raining. for another five months. 
<laughs> and the rivers are drying up. There's fog. That's that's rain. That's not enough rain. Oh, okay. So. But let's take it easy on the So, beer slots. trips. Beer trips. Uh, what, what, what is your most fun beer trip motor? Fun, that you remember. Fun can be described in so many different ways. Memorable. Memorable. There was one that I did with my buddy Thor where we took off, I think it was President's Day weekend. And we left from San Francisco at about 8 in the morning and drove straight through to Eureka, which is about 250 miles north, through pouring rain and actually snow. And we went to uh, both Lost Coast Brewing in Eureka and Humboldt Brewing, which is, that is no more, that used to be owned by one of the guys from the Raiders. Yes. Uh, I forget which one. One of the relatively famous uh, ones. I think it was Otto. No, Jim Otto has the uh, the Burger Kings on the oh, way the to Burger Tahoe. Kings. Okay. And then we turned around and we came back and we went through Fort Bragg at North Coast Brewing and Boonville and probably Hopland and maybe one other. And in a day in February in a horrible weather, we probably covered five to 600 miles of some pretty serious driving to do a, a, a beer trip. That was, that was a fun one. Um, and then a lot of the ones where you just, I mean, I did a beer trip in January, which was uh, a beer road trip out to London and Belgium, but that gets a little bit beyond that's advanced. Uh, did one last weekend, which those the sort of standard Sonoma County loop, mm-hmm. which takes in, uh, Sebastopol Brewing that went in where Powerhouse used to be, and then the Ace Cider Pub. Uh, then Did you stop by Fiesta Market for the barbecue? No, no chicken. Oh. No, we had a picnic along. Uh, Stumptown Brewing in Guerneville, which is, uh, if you ever want to go to a meth head brew pub, <laughs> might be that. It's a great brew pub, but I say that. I, uh, I grew up in Guerneville, and a lot of my friends from high school, uh, some of them didn't do much with their lives. And I'm always sort of like, the joke is I look around and go, oh, I think I went to high school with that person, somebody with a snake tooth. And I'm like, <laughs> But they've got a great brewery right by the river. When you, get out on the, when you get out on the road trips, you can go to all these, this is from the city perspective, and it's summertime. Go out and sit under the trees, watch the river go by, drink beer on the, on the patio deck. They expanded their deck up there. It's beautiful. August, um, they have their barbecue. Yes, barbecue uh, and beer. Middle of August, the Stumptown Beer and Barbecue Festival, a great party to go to. Um, all you can drink, all you can eat, beer for one. Yeah, all you can eat and all you can drink. Uh, uh, you all just you go can around and go. Beer. Can I have some barbecue? And they barbecue, hand you barbecue, chicken, wow. ribs. When it's, is that? I think it's like thirty bucks. Um, middle of August. Middle of August. I want to say August eighteenth, but I've got my dates wrong. Um, I think at the last show I said the the beer festival in Marin's the fourteenth. It's actually the twenty first. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the hot festival in at Drake's is the fourteenth of July, so you just got them backwards. Yeah, and, th- and my that's brain's, uh, my brain's in backwards. I was also doing my inches to centimeters backwards. Roger Drake's uh, uh, farewell gift to uh, Drake's is uh, the festival on the fourteenth. He will yes. be leaving uh, Drake's. Yes, so come out, come Roger out, and visit Roger. It's Ro- Roger, Roger Davis, not Roger Drake's. It's Roger who <laughs> works at Drake's. <laughs> Roger Davis. Husband of Claudia. Yes, Mr. Yes, Mr. Mr. Pomperana. Um, but there's also uh, we've been talking about this for a long time. I it almost qualifies as a road trip going up to Portland, and then going to all the different breweries around Portland, whether on foot in a car or on a bus, uh, just checking different stuff out. I, I see we got a Portland brewer here. Yes, we I don't have. think we're ready for it yet because we're going slow on our IPAs. 
Yes, but uh, from Ballast Point. One of the no, things no, no. Uh, our Portland get... beer is the uh, Hair of the Dog. Jaime and I have done a lot of beer road trips, and people go, "Oh, well, that's oh really re- irresponsible going around driving." But actually, if the places you're going, if this is a serious road trip and you're going places that are widely spaced and it takes an hour or so to drive between them, if you have one or two beers at each place and you have responsible sizes and you pay attention that you're not drinking 14% triple backflip barley wines and things like that. Or rye, or rye wine. I mean, you could, people go wine tasting and people are probably being a little bit more irresponsible wine tasting than they are beer tasting. And wineries... In most places now where there's wine country, together. they're really close together. You, like, get on the road, drive down three mailboxes, turn down another dirt road, and it's another winery. Breweries are a lot more town by town. Yes. And so while we're saying, you know, you know, go out, drive to this brewery, drive to that brewery, if you've got an hour, an hour and a half in between, and you're eating stuff at every place, and most brewery pub food is pretty substantial, you're not having cheese and crackers like you're doing when you're wine tasting, um, you're probably in a better space to be operating a motor vehicle than you would be if you were wine tasting. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, which uh, several several trips we've done. One of the big problems with doing uh, road trips, you, as much as you want to research the different pubs you're going to, unless you've actually talked to someone who's been there, you really don't know much about a brewery until you get there. And we've always been dependent on bartenders at different places we go to <laughs> to fill us in on on the local beer and you know multi-tap somewhere where you get you can get a taste for uh the the various local beers on tap that you yeah, may if you, have if you end up someplace you sort of rely on the kindness of strangers yes and you say you know we're here we found this place we like this place where else would you recommend and it's usually a pretty good strategy to follow unless you've told the bartender who happens to also be the brewer, their beer sucks. Yes. They <laughs> don't. That, that, that happened to us once. And, uh, the, uh, we, we, we were redirected to a hotel that just did not. I wouldn't call meet, it a hotel. It didn't meet our needs. Let's just put it that way and leave it at that. I would, I would say we were redirected to where the, the budget-conscious interstate truckers uh, go to park in a dirt parking lot and sleep for the night. <laughs> And at the same time, we've had the, the, the opposite uh, uh, experience where we were at a place and the bartender didn't know anything about the the beer at the place that they were working at, let alone the local beer. Yet, um, with a minor gesture to the guy cleaning out the tanks, uh, we were not only uh, came to find out he was the brewer, not not someone hired to clean the tanks, and he came out and provided us with some quality beer, along with some excellent information on the local beer scene. And uh, we had a great trip up to our uh, ultimate de- destination, which was the uh, Mount Baker North Folk Brewing the North Company. North Folk Brewery. If you're ever in the middle of nowhere in Washington State, not the middle of nowhere, the northern middle of nowhere, uh, 30 miles off of Interstate 5, pretty close to the Canadian border, uh on the road to Mount Baker is the North Fork uh, Brewery, Wedding Chapel, and Beer Museum, run by Sandy Savage. Yes, one of the uh, one of the first brewers from Triple Rock. And Jaime and I went up there. Uh, 
rolled into the place. It's an amazing. I, I just thought I was in Twin Peaks. If you know the show Twin Peaks, it's, uh, Twin Peaks was like 10 years ago or whatever. You go to, it was Twin Peaks up there. It was a little bit. Once again, uh, the David Lynch view of the world, small towns, everybody's a little bit crazy, shady, and might be killing people. Where is this again? Uh, the t- I don't know the name of the town where it is. It's on the it's, road to Mount it's, Baker. It's, it's uh, east of Billingham, I believe. Or Mount Vernon. It's past Mount Vernon. Mount ba- it's yeah. way. We'll find it out and. We'll hit that. We'll hit that in the mix. Head, head, <laughs> head as far north as you can, and then cut east. It's seven <laughs> miles from the Canadian border. As the crow flies. As the crow flies, <laughs> it's right at the foot of Mount Baker, from what I, uh, and I, we, I vaguely remember. There's you know barter between snowboards and glass blowers for beer, and it's a really sort of out of the way destination. We ended up spending the night there. Yes, because he's like, oh, I remember you guys from Triple Rock. John, what's one of your beer stories? Beer trip stories. I was living in L.A. last year. I was there. For you loved it. Why did you ever come L.A.? <laughs> I called it L.A. And I decided the that land I'm, of law, I as decide, I refer to it. I decided that I'm going to go to the library. And it's a Thursday. And I'm like, oh, it's in Santa Monica. How far can this be? How long will this take me to get there? I leave it, you know. And where I, were you leaving? Where were you living in L.A.? I Woodland was Hills. Li- Woodland Hills. Oh. <laughs> it took, Everything's a half hour. It took... It took two and a half hours to get to there. And then by the time I got there, the place was packed. There was no way that I was even going to get into the bar, let alone a seat at the bar. So then I decided, well, I'll just go somewhere else. But there was no other place to go because everything, it was Thursday. It was the beginning of the California weekend. Yeah. There was no place to go. So I got back in my car and I drove another two and a half hours to get home. (laughs) It was a. It was the most pathetic road trip that I've ever taken. Lucky Baldwin's, great stop. Oh, Lucky Baldwin's in Santa Monica, like six p.m. You might as well kill yourself. <laughs> so then I went back to the. I went back to uh, the local uh, when I got when I got off the exit. And right. When uh, I went up to Panga Park or to Panga, to Panga Canyon, Canyon Road, to Panga Canyon Road, and. Took a right and a right and went back to, of all places, BJ's because I knew that, A, I could park and, B, I could get a beer there. It was no big deal. Right. But it was a, it was a nightmare. I should it, it, It's too bad. I should have come down one weekend and run through all the places that I remember hanging out with my friends who lived in L.A. Well, Because the there are some, there are, there's Stop and Brawl in Topanga Canyon. I don't know what it's called, but they called it the Stop and Brawl. Oh, I know At, that place. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's like on the on the on the east side of the road as you're in the middle of the canyon. And they said every time they went there to get a beer, like a fight would break out. Did so they have good beer on tap at least? No, not really. So the other story, it's atmosphere. My it's other kinship. My other hell story was is that I made it to the stuffed sandwich place in Pasadena. I went there a bunch of times, and the reason why this worked was a I was going there in the middle of the day on a weekend, and it was. The destination of okay, here's here's this, and when you get there, it's much like going to City Beer, uh-huh. where there's a zillion beers to to try. But there's two things that were really important: you couldn't buy a beer unless you bought a sandwich, right? So, and then and then at some point, you couldn't you could not buy any more beer because you were out of sandwich. <laughs> right, you could buy. Another, so you had to buy another sandwich to get more beer. They, the guy was really specific. Like, if you didn't have sandwich, you couldn't have beer. Okay. So eat slow. Eat slow. Exactly. That's what I did. But there's a place in my neighborhood where they're world famous for pot stickers. 
and you mm. can't just order pot stickers. You uh, have to get an entree to get pot stickers. Wow. And they're the size of a baby's head. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really small baby. I, that's, that's one of the reasons I made Motor the godfather to my child, because he has interesting anecdotes just like that. <laughs> well, your children aren't babies anymore. Oh, Their heads have become bigger than pot stickers. <laughs> so, so in many ways, the going to the library and going to the going to the stuff sandwich shop, those were road trips in the, of themselves because you know navigating around in Greater Los Angeles is is a full contact sport. Well, didn't you take road trips in a sailboat to bars in the BVI? Oh yeah, exactly. That's sort of like a really well, extreme that, kind yeah, of yeah. So we the, it works though. It does, and so the idea. Oh, this is the this is the funnest. And we have to explain so, for the people at home what the BVI is. BVI is the British Virgin Islands, and we were expected at a specific island at a specific bar on a specific day because our friend Eddie set it up. He said, "Oh." Oh, John Foster, you and your friends are going to the BVIs, then you must go to Jos van Dyke. So we, all right, we'll go to Jos van Dyke. And so we're on our way there, and a squall breaks out. A squirrel? Out. A squall. Oh. So I the weather is squall. The weather is from Boston complaining about squirrels. The weather started getting <laughs> rough. The tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the whatever, minnow. the minnow would in this lost. case would be lost. We brought down the sails. We put uh, scuba masks on so that we could see. And <laughs> we almost crashed into this other boat that, that's being clueless. I mean, the, the rain is coming on a 90 degree. But it was a warm rain. It was a warm rain. So at some point... Was the beer um, good? We had beer on the boat. And we had uh, uh, Carib and we had Bud. So that was what we had. It's his British Virgin Islands with that Bud USA or Oh, it was Bud from Puerto Rico. Okay. All right. Nice it's a nice bud. So at some point I'm like, make our course this way. So we, you know, get out in the deeper water where we're away from potentially crashing into a reef or potentially not gonna crash into other boats. And then at some point I'm like, Okay, we've been doing this course for twenty five minutes, make our course this way so that we make sure that we crash into the island. The in this case Tortola. And by crash, you mean land safely on shore. Exactly. Well, we wanted to be able to see it. Yes. And so as we get, pr- uh, and then suddenly, as if out of nowhere, uh, there's the island. And we're like, okay, there's, a, there's the island. Now let's make our way south because we know that here's this. And we're just going to move our way on down the, the island of Tortola. And at some point, I was like, duh, of course, this is what we forgot to do. And I opened a Chill bottle. Chill the beer. I opened <laughs> the bottle of rum and in this case it was it was purser's rum from which is a which was given as payment to the british officers who were in the navy right every officer got i think it was a pint or a quart of rum a day and it had to be this specific rum was it kind of like the continental uh, army getting uh, birch beer yeah yes okay. so anyway i i take the bottle of rum out and i Pop the cork and everyone's like, he's lost it. You know, we're all we're all gonna die. He's got cause, scurvy because he's gonna he's gonna start drinking, and this is a bad sign. And I I held the the bottle of rum up to the up the to skies. the to the sky, and I said, Neptune, I'm sorry we forgot you, sir. This will not this this will be corrected now. And I poured a whole bunch of rum into the ocean. The homies I, that aren't here. <laughs> I put the cork back on the actually, and then I had to take. 
my, you know, a drink for myself, As put the cork should. back on the bottle, and I put it back in, and not five minutes later, the sky opened up, the light came back, the wind dropped, the seas became normal, and then everybody was like, that, there's no way that that worked. <laughs> <laughs> now... We need rum next time we go on a road trip. Yes, we do. We know the car. <laughs> Just now, oh, that's a Nelson now, story. Before everyone gets all like, "Oh, how how did the rum story even work?" You saw the same rum story work two weeks ago when we were on the fish boat. It didn't attract salmon, but yeah, it did. Yeah, like I I commanded Neptune <clears throat> to give up the fish of the sea, and everybody was getting bites. Everybody within ten minutes of me doing that caught what a fish. You? I thought you gave that up later. No. Uh, and so and then you got into Jos van, van Dyke and you got some Budweiser. So then we, got to, then we got to Jos van Dyke and there was a brewery there. That's why we had to go. Excellent. So uh, Foxy, who everyone should seek out and meet, is an amazing. When you're sailing around the British Virgin he's Islands. He's an amazing storyteller and he's got a brewery in his location. And so we went, while we were hanging out there, he's like, you must come and find my favorite table with me. So we walked around and there's all these tables with all these inlaid uh, maps and charts and stuff over the ages, and he was like, mm, "No, mm, no." And finally, we found his favorite table. It took like forty-five minutes. Was it a map of a brew pub? It was not. It was just a map of. It was a map of the of the the BVIs oh. from about sixteen hundred. Mm. Excellent, Jaime. You know, you didn't finish that story. You started. Which one of all of them? Well, we're up in we're up in the state of Washington, yes. and we go to what Flying Pig? Yeah, it was Flying Pig, and the brewer's we name. Meet, we meet, and I always forget where whether it's Gil or uh, it was Tom, Tom Munoz, Tom Munoz, who's now brewing where or was brewing where? He was brewing last I heard. He was Far West uh, Brewing Company in uh, in uh, Redmond, 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 Washington, and uh, we met him. And he pointed us in the right direction. Uh, several pubs along our way up to Mount Baker. Yeah, we went out to Sandy's place. The next day, we had to skedaddle back to Seattle. We had we had to pick up a friend. You like that skedaddle, Seattle? Yes. We're, and, <laughs> we and, write and that the, down. We were on we were on airport duty, and uh, we were due to pick up another friend at the airport. But we had time to kill, and so we decided we were going to take the Rainier Brewery tour. Uh, if you've been to Seattle now, you'll know it as the Tully's Coffee Factory Tour. Uh, south of the city of Seattle, there's a gigantic building that used to be the Rainier Brewery, and at this time it was still the Rainier Brewery. So we went there to take the tour, and it's a, it's a fantastic tour of a big old factory brewery. And the Mickey's ta- on tap. Mickey's on tap. The tasting room has got this mural that looks like the brewing process as done by Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It looks like there was a Disney illustrator that illustrated this whole thing out. And I really hope, because Rainier is no longer there, I really hope that when Tully's got the, the, the that, that mural is still preserved in the brewing room. But anyway, we met another brewer on the tour. We were on the tour. Motor and I seem to attract... Uh... Uh, the drunkards, drunkards, yes. <laughs> but this guy wasn't a drunkard. He was a real cool guy uh, who's now uh, brewing at J.T. Schmidt's down in Anaheim. It was his last day on the job at the Pyramid out by the ballpark, and he had never taken the tour. And so he decided to take the tour, and he just gravitated toward us. We started talking, and so we had met Tom on our way up, and this guy's name's Gil Chacon. So. We we uh, started talking to him, and uh, he invited us back to, after the tour, he invited us back to uh, Pyramid for a tour and some tasting. And I 
took a leap of, of uh, faith, I would call it. Yes. Two Mexican brewers up in uh, Seattle. <laughs> Sounds like a joke, but it, it, was, it, it was just, you know, we just ran into them. And uh, I, so I asked Gil, hey, you know, we were up in Everett. We met this guy. Would you happen to know him? And he said, what's his name? So we tell him the name. He says, oh, yeah, that's my roommate. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we start talking. And so they're having a going away party all uh, for him. And all the uh, breweries up in Seattle are getting together, bringing beer. They gave us an invite, gave us the address, and we went by the uh, the site. But apparently we weren't too familiar with Seattle addresses. Seattle addresses, uh, most of them have back alleys. And we went by the front of the property, and the party was in the back. And we didn't have the acumen to figure it out. We drove back and forth, and we were, like, looking up this nice little house. And it's like, there's nothing going on there. Yeah. But, yeah, the party was in the backyard off the alley. So it's probably uh, a rager. Exactly. What, two bre- two brewers who are roommates throwing a going-away party? No. I don't no. think so. Not a rager at all. But uh, <laughs> it, it it got better because um, uh, while we had talked, he was, he was going to be driving. He was originally from Southern California. He was going to be driving from Seattle to L.A. And, That's uh, a road trip. Yes. And he and his wife were going to, you know, come coming down. They asked me where they should stop. So I, I knowing what he liked, I kind of pointed him in the direction of some, of my, some of my favorite ones. Uh, about uh, That was about uh, five days later. I'm having lunch at Triple Rock. You know, I, I tended to do that back in the day. You still do. No, not as often anymore as I would like. Only but, three uh, days a week? Uh, not lunch, after work. Christian still makes a great beer. Punchies. Uh, punchies, left post <laughs> pilsner. But uh, I happen to be sitting there having lunch, and Gil and his wife come in, and uh, we, we started talking some more. And next thing you know, my wife's from L.A., and they're going to L.A. So you've got to have a brewer in L.A. Uh, so his wife meets my wife, and next thing you know, Every time we're down in L.A., we, we try to get together for some uh, beer and have some fun. So, you know, just, just all this all this happened just from hoisting a beer to someone cleaning out a tank and meeting someone on a, on a beer tour and just talking to them. You know, it's like they don't have to be the, the best person in the world, but as long as you can appreciate a fine beer, everyone gets along. Kumbaya. Yes, like kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> well, now, I just opened a bottle of uh, Hamel. I think Motor had a taste. Yes. And uh, this is a beer that uh, has always been a favorite when in Europe. It's nice and hoppy. Most European beers don't have the hops. I, uh, I've i been fortunate enough to find it at several different uh, brew pubs, multi-taps. Uh I think we briefly mentioned uh, I did a we did a tour to uh, uh, Amsterdam and to Belgium, and a day trip out of uh, Amsterdam was to Delft for the uh, Delftware. If you know, most of you guys out there that are married and have wives and they like the Delftware, you learn about that. This but, is great. Jaime's got the insight of the married guy and how to keep the wife happy yes. while all you're doing is drinking beer. Exactly. Or maybe uh, or, curing glaucoma in Amsterdam. Well, in Amsterdam, <laughs> you're allowed to have five grams per adult. 
So we had to do 80 acres of tulips, and I had the, the whole life support package going. And so while my wife is running around checking out all the tulips and the rose exhibit they had, I was sitting in the sun in May out in, in the Netherlands, and I was quite happy. I was able to tolerate all the old folk running around. But uh, uh, on the uh, way back, we, we stopped off in, in Huda. You know, not Gouda, but Huda. And uh, they had a local pub there and wandered in. I asked for the uh, for, for the local beer. I had a couple of pints. And the uh, bartender asked me uh, if the beer was to my taste. And I said, you know, I really like the hops and I'm missing the hops. And so he said, well, if you uh, know of a European beer that has hops, I'm sure we have it. And I said, well, one of my favorites is Hobble. And, of course, he had it. And he came back and he said, well, if you can tell me where the hops are from in this bottle, I will buy it for you. And knowing that Europeans aren't too fast. They're not big on hops. They're not big on uh, tipping. And they're not big on giving up free beer. But they hooked it up uh, he asked he asked me where's the hops from and i said poppering <laughs> and next thing you know the beer was there and i enjoyed it and the locals kind of look over and my wife is just loving it we got a free beer and i'm just talking to the guy you know you make the wife happy she gets a beer um, actually that would be a very fun show to do called how to make your wife happy no i don't have one of those <laughs> free beer in europe oh yes free oh, beer in europe that's that's a tough tough so, well, uh, our our good friend in um, Bamberg, yes, where I bought him a beer, and he was amazed that someone would buy him a beer. We we made the mistake, we, walked into a brewery. And not that we, Jaime and I travel yes. a lot together, but uh, he was doing a trip with his family, and I was doing six weeks around Germany. And after he ditched his wife and very young child to fly back here, we met up and continued on the party. Yes, and we started in Berlin, then we moved down to Bamberg, where my friends from Germany met us. And uh, as you know, if you listen to Beer School, Bamberg is a great place to go for beer. But Jaime once again was getting his itch for the hop. Yes, and <laughs> well, basically what happened was uh, we walk into a place and uh, we sat down at the local table. It was Mars right? Was it Mars? Uh, yeah, this was Mars. And we walked we we walked in and we sat down at the locals' table, and we were quickly shooed away, and we said we shared a table as most uh, Europeans do. They they have the communal uh, you know situation going, and uh, the guy that was sitting with us, you know, I bought him a beer, and he was a winemaker from Germany. Not too many of those out there, but there are some. We learned a great story. Exactly, and. Uh, I, having bought him a beer, he next thing you know, he was my best friend. And he was telling us about all the locals, w- what we needed to do. If I ever want to go wine tasting in, in uh, southern Germany, I got a place to go. Just the, for buying someone a beer. Uh, German beer has a rep for being sort of, I wouldn't say nasty, but not to what we're used to. And his story was, we make a lot of good wine, but we keep it all for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Jaime found a hoppy beer, and it was... It was also a place where you were served in a ceramic stein, the sort of gray ceramic steins. And the deal there, when you drink your beer, the tradition is you take the stein, you turn it on its side so they know that it's empty because, you know, you can't see into one of those ceramic steins. 
we sit down. Jaime gets his beer. He gets this big smile on his face. And all of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> Stein's on his side. It's like, wow. That, happened. Found- <laughs> that happened about four or five times in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I made up for some lost time. But, I mean, just, just getting out... Getting out and finding a new place, finding some new people, finding a place that might be a destination is fun. Uh, for uh, Touring San Francisco Beer, we keep getting email from people who are saying, we're coming out, we're coming out. I want to you know, I want to come yeah. out here with the wife. I want to come out with the family. Where are we going to go? And this is what this whole show is about, is investigating new places and finding it and sort of mixing it in with your travels and driving around. And so what are some good resources for that? Well, Touring San Francisco Beer. Right. Okay. And my, Firm, half, and my half completed uh, and, and your half matrix. completed matrix. But yeah. the other thing is, is that if you are in Seattle, or if you're if you are in Portland, or if you are actually in Denver, Port- in Denver. But in the case of Portland, there's a guy who's uh, doing a website who has listed all the Portland breweries and all the beers that are on tap currently, and that's on that's on the Beer School website, and it's called. I don't know, Portland Brewery, Portland or Breweries, or Portland Beers, or something like that. It's I don't remember what it is, but that's why it's on the website. So I don't have to remember. Right. Last year we we went out for the Cal Tennessee game in, in Knoxville, and uh, oh, this is good. Yeah, yes, we we had many places we could fly into. We decided we we're going to fly into Atlanta, and so we found all the Atlanta breweries. We looked at Southern Brewing uh, website and a couple others. And I found some interesting websites that I can forward to you if you would like. And you know, but uh, there's there there are a couple that post uh, microbreweries, brew pubs, and large breweries from across the, the nation. And we found a place in Silva, North Carolina. So Is that we Heinzel mentioned Heinzel Mock. Yeah, there you go. You, yes. you pronounce, he's a German. He pronounces much better than I do. I, I butcher it. There's, but, there's uh, about. 18 letters in Heinzel Mansion. Exactly. But, but it's basically a little gnomey guy. Yes. But we flew into Atlanta, <laughs> found all the pubs in Atlanta. Um, between Atlanta and Knoxville, we had various routes we could take. We could take the, the fast way in, or we could go the roundabout way. We even we were tempted to go with the uh, uh, through uh, Asheville, North Carolina. And they had about six different pubs there, but... Uh, talking to folks, uh, they they kind of told us uh, you might want to take this route, and so we went up uh, kind of north northeast. We up, went up through to, all the hollows. Yes, we, <laughs> we 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 made Silva, which was base. If if you're not familiar with the area, it's it's uh, at the southern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountain, the, the Blue Ridge Parkway, Blue Ridge and Parkway, the Great yes. Smoky Mountain National Park. Yes, the only bad side to that is as you come out the northern side, you got to go through Pigeon Forge, uh, Pigeon Forge, which uh, is where Dollywood is. Yeah, it's it's the it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it, I was taking videos. We're driving down the main drag through Pigeon Forge, and uh, it's like go kart tracks and miniature golf courses, and it's just really, really strange. It's but. Uh, this is this is a trip. We, you've done more random trips on the East Coast than I have. Oh yes, but uh, finding places in uh, uh, on the East Coast in the middle of nowhere, and people started up the breweries. Heinzel Mansion is like that. He's yes. got the all the kegs and series for his fermenters. Yes, um, you've done Richmond. You've oh, done, I, you've I got, got accost- your, I got accosted by a, a <laughs> Richmond uh, beer maker. You've got your Cooperstown Brewing shirt on, even yes. though we have Omega. Oh Here with balls, Jaime's, baby. Jaime's got the other uh, the other brewery in Cooperstown. 
Yes. Uh, I got pulled over by cops in Sy- upstate New York and Syracuse in late March for basically wandering the streets in shorts and uh, two feet high snow. <laughs> <laughs> Sub-freezing I always, I always temperature. Wear shorts. Yes. Well, I, I wore shorts uh, 364 days a year uh, until I got a promotion at work. Now I have to wear long pants to work. Aww. Too bad. So this beer that we're drinking is uh, a Portland road trip beer. Oh, Fred's. Yes. Or what is this? Blue Dot. Blue Dot. Blue Dot from Hair the Dog. We had Fred's on the show once before. Alan is an incredible beer. In fact, uh, we I need to talk about Fred. For just a second, that is that I called it out as a session beer, and somebody wrote in and said, "Dude, that is not a session beer. That's a nine percent beer. It's big. It's it's." When did you say that? I called it just when we were drinking it. Rosie, you're the intern. Don't you know all this? No, because I don't get invited to all the shows. No, but I I called oh, when, when we had heart. when we had Fred on. I was like, "This is a beer that I want to enjoy a multiple." multiple pints of i want it with a cigar and i'm going home after this and so the session is pretty defined it's a short session it's a sort well <laughs> <laughs> but but you know and and the it's idea a half hour session yeah, well or an hour but the idea of the session is when you caught when when we talk about a session beer is that it's a beer that you're going to have multiples of and it might last you, you know you might get there at eight o'clock and you might leave at eleven as you sit around solving the world's problems, you want to make sure that you're still lucid. Yeah, exactly. As you come upon the solution to everything that's going on. And if the and if the joke is that the session beer is the IPA, which is seven and a half percent, then you you either need to find a, a different pub or a different session beer, or an easier world problem to solve. Yeah, exactly. Some of those problems are really hard to solve. But anyway, and it also depends I, on the cigar I, you're smoking. Exactly. I called fred a session beer and they're like dude that's not a session beer i'm like um, yeah actually it is <laughs> depends on your perspective that is i agree with you it is a session i beer. wanted i wanted it to warm up i wanted to change yes. i wanted to taste how it changed over a period of time well I wanted- you weren't pounding it like most amateurs do no i was enjoying the beer for what it was for the duration an amateur if you pound it yes uh, anyway so we're yeah. drinking we're drinking hair of the dog blue dot which is a double IPA, Indy Pale. What, so what is it is today? This, uh, is this relatively new? IPA, IPA. Yes. This is the IPA show without even talking about it being the IPA show? I'm on the show. <laughs> you, guys, you guys just... Blue Dot is named after our planet. We are only we... a pale blue dot in this universe. A double India Pale Ale made with rye malt, a combination of intense hop varieties. Pour slowly to allow the sediment to remain in the bottle. Make every day Earth Day. Do something nice for your mother. Aww. Hey, shout out to Michelle's mom, our biggest fan. Michelle's mom, hey. See this, this for you. One, Cheers. The uh, Ballast Point Big Eye, which reads, Big Eye India Pale Ale is an intensely hopped IPA. We use exclusively American high alpha hops to produce this robust beer. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Well, you know, I, we walked in a city beer, and I, I want quality beer. Yeah. I, you know, I Jones for hops, and they had some good stuff there. I bought that. I also got to mention that I did buy three different Creek beers for my wife at home so I can walk in the door after this show. Because Tuesday is uh, Offspring Number Two's natal day, correct? Yes, and so she's making a great dinner tonight for a couple of friends. All of us? Yes, all of us. After yeah. the show, let's go. All right. It's, it's Maria, right? Halibut. Halibut. Yum. Yeah. 
That's not so made the out ballast of point big eye is the wrong <laughs> beer for the bringing with that because that's a tuna, not a halibut. So, what road trip do you want to do right now, John? The road trip that I really want to do right There's now. There's one correct answer. Although you can tell me the one you want to do. The one I want to do is the one between here and Seattle. Okay. Because there's, I have a method to my madness. There's. We've always suspected that, but we've never really come up with what. Been no well, no, there's that. this big party that's happening the week before the OBF. And if I go to that party, then I get to hang out with all my friends up in Seattle for the week. And then I get to go to the OBF at the end of that. What is but the OBF? Oregon Beers Brewers Festival. But the idea is... It's the is, 20th anniversary this year, isn't it? Is, oh, that's right. Bring your wooden nickels because they all work. That's a long road trip. It is a long road trip. I'm doing it as a train trip. You're Don't doing it train. as a train trip? Oh, that's even better. Oh, yeah. Because then you can uh, then you don't have to drink and drive. I fixed it, Jaime. You fixed it. How did you fix it? U.S. I, Rail. My 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 plan is to um, take the train from here to Eugene, spend a day in Eugene, and then get on the Cascades trains, which are a lot more on time and punctual than the Coast Starlight. So you'll only be delayed into Eugene by how many hours? Um, I was in Sacramento yesterday, and I passed the Coast Starlight that was only about 45 minutes late in Emeryville. But anyway, it's it's the train up to Eugene, and the next day, Eugene to Seattle. Into two chunks, spending six days in Seattle, spread between two friends in the same party John will be at, and then back down to stay in the Lieutenant Governor's suite with you at the Hilton. Yeah, okay. I have to fl- I have to take the family down to L.A., and then fly from L.A. to Portland. Then spend quality time in Portland and come back to Oakland. Spend the week sans kids and wife in uh, beautiful Bay, the beautiful Bay Area where I will visit all the local establishments that I've been neglect- neglecting. So note to self, be prepared to drink when I come back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And then back to L.A. to pick them up. What's your favorite road trip? Favorite road trip or one I would like to do? Favorite road trip, uh, there have been some incredible road trips. Uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed... Um, we did 42 beers in 48 hours. Yes, the Spoke of Vegas trip. That was a good trip. <laughs> you know, talking with Lori at Post Falls Brewing... Hey, going up through... Uh, that might almost have been irresponsible, the 40, 42 beers in 48 hours. Well, no, trip. but they were all tasting. You know, they weren't full beers. They were all tastings. And uh, Birkenbeiner had, what, about 20 of them? Birkenbeiner in Spokane. The reason Jaime and I have done so many beer travels, and the reason he's done more than I've done, and I rarely say that about anyone except Jaime, is uh, we're big Cal, the University of California, Berkeley, uh, football fans. And, and basketball fans. It, he's also basketball. He he goes to the NCAA's, the NITs. That's how he gets to Richmond and all those places. But if you travel football, uh, the forty-two beers in forty-eight hours was going up to see Cal play Washington State. Washington State plays in Pullman, Washington, which is two hours south of Spokane, which is better known as the middle of nowhere. Yes. And we flew in a Friday morning, and we just got right out of the gate. And driving, 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 and flew back out Sunday. 
And it was 42 beers in 48 hours. But I, and I, a football and college football. But wow. I, I think the, fa- <laughs> the the favorite trip, as far as that goes, was the uh, the trip to uh, Shreveport. Ah, Shreveport, Louisiana Tech versus Cal. We, uh, uh, I'm, you know, I, I fly. Mo- Motor and I tend to fly. He he flies United. I fly Southwest, and um, <laughs> I get there on time. And he, I wait for him. And uh, one time he actually flew with me. I had free tickets, and we uh, we had we were flying into Dallas, but you fly uh, to Dallas. You, you can't you, you can't fly directly into Dallas Love Field. You have to because of the right amendment that they have out there. You got to make a stop in one of the adjacent states before you can fly in. So we had a oh, we this had is a, a shout out to Martin. Yes, we 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 had a uh, stopover in Albuquerque. So we we tried to rent a car when we got to Albuquerque. It to, was Balloon Festival weekend yes. or something like you that. You could not get a car, so we got a cab. Because because we had to fly Oakland to Oakland to Albuquerque to Dallas, we figured to make it worth our while, we would program in like about a five hour layover yes. in Albuquerque so we could leave the airport, go hit pubs, and then go back to the airport. And we figured the easiest thing to do was to get a cheapo rental car. You know, like one of the nineteen. Yeah, rent it for the day. You rent it for the right. rent it for five, five hours, hours and bring it back to the airport. <laughs> right. But it could be a cloud none, car, and you'd be fine. Yes. With that. None of the agencies had cars, so we had to cab out from the airport into the town and then cab back. But apparently, we were at a pub and they were overwhelmed. There were seven people there, and they were overwhelmed. They could not call us a cab when we requested it. Yeah, it was. It, it, Anybody who goes to any bar will tell you the middle of the afternoon at almost any time that that sort of like lunch to dinner per- lunch to happy hour period, say one thirty to four thirty. There's nobody in bars. There's nobody in Twenty First Amendment at that time most of the time, and so we're there unless I'm on a break from school. <laughs> <laughs> there's and you can back me up on the. It's, there's know. nobody there, and so this was. We went to one place for lunch, and we went to the second place. And we've got a flight to get on to get to Dallas. And the staff was, to say the least, inattentive. Yes. And we're like, we get we order the we order our second to last beer. Can you call us a cab? We need to go back to the airport. And usually cabbies are like, airport fare. You know, that's a that's a fast twenty five bucks in their pocket at least. And they never did it. Yes. <laughs> they like, didn't call it? They never called us a cab. So we happened? still made it, but it was. But like, it was yeah, we were. We needed a drink on the plane because of that. Yeah, and but we we finally make it into Dallas. Oh, and, this is the same trip where we. Yes. God. So then we we get into Dallas and, and we're driving east, you know, through the Panhandle or whatever. Well, no, the first night in Dallas was when we when we went to uh, that brewery. Where we badmouth their beer, and he sent us out to the, Route Street. The, yeah, I, the think Route Street they, I think they they went under a few years ago. I just I just um, that's on, where that's the, where. on the Brewing Network forums. There was just a thing about like I'm going to Dallas, and where should I go drinking? And so I popped online really quick to check out the places, and none of the places we used to go to are open there. Yes, well, that, we wasn't that once on that trip? Wasn't that the place that where the what was it? The the elk went to die, or the the deer? Yeah, went the to entire die? the entire the entire brew pub was decorated with antlers. Yeah, and their bar was like a lucite thing full of antlers. Yeah, there were 
8,000 antlers yeah. at least. But yeah, so the Dallas trip, the Dallas to Shreveport trip was a strange one. That's also when we tried to go find Arlen, Texas. Yes, Arlen. And we drove as far south as Waco, and we had the all-you-could-eat Texas-like breakfast that was... Yes. No offense to people in Texas, but I'm not really up to consuming 18 pounds of whatever at breakfast. And then we drove, we stayed off the interstates. It was actually an interesting drive from Waco to Shreveport off the interstates. But then when we got close to the, the border and it was getting close to the time we had to check in. We started to freak out because we didn't know whether or not there was a time change between Texas and Louisiana and whether we were actually going to be an hour late because of the time change. Plus, I was freaking them out. Freaking them out about Napoleonic law. Yes, Napoleonic law <laughs> in Louisiana. We're going to end up in jail and never get out of jail because yes. Napoleonic law is completely different. But that was that was a trip where we also learned a very important lesson with regard to hotel uh, keys, uh, rental car keys, and carrying your own proper keys that have bottle openers. I was just telling somebody yesterday. Uh, I was at a party. My friends have just gotten back from a trip to Vietnam, and they have a bottle opener that's a stick of wood with a nut and bolt in the stick of wood, and that actually works really well as a bottle opener. Mm -hmm. And they went to a restaurant in Vietnam where everybody, when you order beer, they hand you one of these sticks and wood things, and you take it home as a as a as, as a, a gift as a gift. And I'm going. Well, you know, rental car hubcaps are really good at opening beer bottles, too. <laughs> <laughs> or the trim around doors at some times. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we're, we're sitting in the uh, parking lot of, of the Shreveport Stadium there. Independent, it was in, Independence, Independence Stadium, Stadium yes. yes. And uh, we're, we, we have all this local brew that we, Albita beer and a couple other uh, local brews that we, we were able to track down. And we were one of a few uh, Cal fans out there. And all the uh, uh, folks from Russin, Russin uh, Louisiana, the uh, Louisiana Tech folk, were coming by and commenting uh, on our beer selection. A few of them didn't even know that the beer existed. <laughs> so we were enlightening the Louisiana folks on their own beer. But a uh, beautiful five-foot-two-nothing blonde comes up and says, You boys came out here, all the way out here from California, just for a football game? And, of course, I had to add in that we were there not only for the football, but also the beer and the beautiful women. <laughs> of course. And she swooned. She swooned, and we had a great time. <laughs> that, that, that was the, uh, the day uh, the guy bought me the, the, uh, the bud. Yes. Yes. We were, a, we were a scant minority within everybody else. We got some great pictures. When we get our pictures up online, I'll throw in the picture of the, the post-game news conference. Uh, where I'm shooting straight down off the front row. Oh, we got KFC after the game. Yes, we did. On the team. You could see the refineries burning off their, their slag. Yeah. And uh... so, I mean, it, for everybody listening, you can go out and take off and go here and go there to, to go drink beer or go find some interesting stuff. Uh, most places around the country, even if you have to drive 100 miles, uh, back in the day, we used to drive up to Hopland, yes. which is probably close to 100 miles from here. Yes. Maybe 90, uh, just to go up for a festival. Uh, August a 8th and 4th of July weekend were always the festivals there. Yeah. When uh, I lived in Omaha, I used to make the trek down to Kansas City to go to Boulevard before it was. Boulevard? A, yeah, Boulevard. Never heard of that. We'll tell that story off the air. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, well, no. I mean, the idea was like, okay, well, here's a brewery. Here's a destination. I'm gonna go drive. It's not that far. It's three hours. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go enjoy that. Right. It's, if 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 you're sitting around and you like beer and you like hanging out and drinking beer, it's fun to get out and find new beer. It's fun to make this like an event, a reason for a trip, a reason to get out and see new things. And you're gonna find interesting people along the way. Chat with the people there at the bar, chat with the bartenders, see what they know. And that's how you enhance your understanding and your, your appreciation for beer. Mm-hmm. Well, how many times have we sat at a local in San Francisco and somebody's sitting there or comes in and they're obviously from out of town and they order. Because they're not <clears throat> wearing black. Well, that and they're, but, but the way they order, the, the way that they're, the, the way that they, Present themselves. Present themselves, the beers that they order, and then you figure out that they're on a tour. Yes. You know, then then you ask them, excuse me, are you on a tour of beer? And they're like, oh, yes, how'd you know? I'm like, well, it's obvious. But then you find out where they've gone. They've, you know, they've gone to all the locals. They've maybe been to Lagunitas or they've been to Drake's, the the Friday afternoon thing. They've been to, they've been riding around the train or the BART to get to beer and and you can tell you're like well how long you and some people have flown from halfway around the world just to have the this experience right and and then especially february during the barley wine yes exactly and so then you ask them okay well where haven't you been and or where are you going next and like well we don't know and like so then you start making a map for them and and they're like and then it's Mike, like I always feel really bad because I should be able to do this better. But every now and then, I'll start drawing the drunken eleven thirty at night oh, map no. on the back of a coaster <laughs> for somebody, and I'm like I should be able to draw this better. What's my problem? Oh, I know what my problem is. <laughs> it's eleven thirty. It's eleven thirty, <laughs> and at it's night. the back of a coaster. I'm trying to use a big pen to draw across a big stout stain. But the <laughs> no, no magnolias over here, <laughs> right? But the idea is now that we have the the link on the website to. The all, to the intercom to all of the all of the places that we would make a map to and the great beerschool.com slash map and well, the great and the great uh stuff from the listener whose name i forget right now yeah that guy all the that's rest of my homework with the google maps for every place yeah. and the addresses well, my good friend i i've traveled with, with my good friend motor here many a time and uh every time we go on a trip he does his research and he will map out the different breweries. We have uh, London, uh, various German cities, um, all over Seattle, Portland. Oh, along with the – actually, Portland, Portland, Seattle aren't up to date. I've got a really good London map. And if people want to email me for some other stuff, I'm always good for that, along with the bear joke. But um, <laughs> the London map from my London friends. My London friends love the London map. So that – that's available as a PDF, <laughs> but uh, it, it's some of it's tough because when you're uh, we had a we had an incident back up in Pullman, Washington, when we were using uh, Yahoo Maps in its infancy yes. that told us one brewery was like thirty miles out of town down a windy road. And it was actually in the parking lot of our motel. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. We're like, oh, we're not going incredible. here. That's too far out of town. And then we were driving the other way out of the parking lot. It's like, wait, that's <laughs> what's that brewery? That? Proving Grounds, wasn't it? I think it was Proving Something Grounds. Like yes. I still like the the uh, the bunker. 
in I think Moscow. Was, what was it called? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the name of the bunker was. It wasn't was. good beer, but it was a great place to go drink beer. That's another thing. You don't actually have to go to places that have that are like microbreweries with great beer. They're also, I'm sure, around a lot of interesting old bars. Mm-hmm. And the place that Jaime just broke uh, brought up was in Moscow, Idaho. It's a college bar. It's completely built out of concrete block. The tables are built out of concrete blocks with like glue lamb tabletops. And you could have a bar fight. You could light off bombs in this place. I don't think anything would be damaged. And it was just sort of like big dumb cups of bad beer. And they had a lot of good bad beer. Yes. Bush. Inexpensive. I was drinking Oli yesterday. Oli's really good. Oli's right up there. In a stubby? No, not in a stubby. In In a 12 ounce can in the suitcase. Oli's really good. Oli on the scale of of cheapy beer, Oli is a lot toward the bitter end. Light, refreshing? It's the water. It's the water. And the artesians. Speaking of the water, this last beer we're having is the Double Dog <laughs> Double Pale Ale. <laughs> I won't denigrate myself by barking like these. Mongrels. Mongrels. Yes. Good word. I was going to use something else. Thank you. I know. Double mean. dog, double down, double agents, double dares, twins, things that are just better when they are times two. Tacos. I love tacos. Double mint gum. This double recipe of pale ale has double the hops and double the flavor. Tacos. So your date will look doubly good. Yes. Assuming oh. you can get a date. I'm married. I can't get a date. <laughs> you couldn't get a date before you were married. <laughs> Speaking of which, happy birthday, Matt Cotterell. Oh, oh. Yes, we sang happy birthday to him at the bar. (laughs) I like this beer. It's big. We're in big beers today. What is it with the IPA and the big beers? Like, this is so not beer school. This is, we've we've taken a left turn. We're showing our true selves. Exactly, you should. You should appreciate a good beer. You should enjoy yourself. You know, every every beer has its place. And today, thank you for honoring me with big beer. All right. I honor you with gas, Hank Hill. <laughs> we, um, the That's thing, another beer trip. <laughs> the, thing, the thing we, well, the thing I know is that uh, so far on Beer School, we've tried very hard to come up with, here's the next beers that everybody should should try out. This, yes. is, this is a beer, and we've talked a little bit about styles. We've talked about stakes in the ground. We've talked about a lot of, of things, and we really haven't gone off on to the, the beer styles that we go and seek out because for a couple of reasons. One of them is, is that some of the beers that I like are inaccessible to a person who doesn't like – doesn't who hasn't got there, who hasn't graduated to that place. Right. Another thing is – we haven't found a resource yet that will be able to get you this beer if you're looking for it wherever you are. Right. So like and Hair of the Dog, that's going to be tough. City beer is moving slowly toward that direction. Double Dog, that's tough. This Ballast Point, that's going to be tough. But but the other thing that needs to re- really be pointed out is whether you prefer, you know, lagers – you know, Pilsner styles, you know, or if you like... Watermelon style. You know, watermelon <laughs> wheat. I was just like, going to say, we haven't said anything about you know, that. Bird. Well, we're going to have yeah. to talk about that in a you bit. Know, if you like, if you like uh, hoppy beers, if you like uh, malty beers, 
you like uh, the uh, you know the the porters and the stouts, free beers. You know, you know, and I mean, even within those styles, there are so many different uh, variations. No one's going to tell you, you know, this is better than that. It's what you like and whatever you appreciate. Um, One of my beer trips back in the day, we went down to Santa Cruz, a long way down. And uh, this is back when Seabright first opened up. Okay, Santa Cruz is at least an hour and a half each way. Yes. Yeah. And Seabright had just opened up, and first time down there, we ordered their sampler. Guy walks up to me and wants to know, what, what am I drinking? I'm like, well, this is a sampler set. And I had to explain to him what a sampler set was. So we start talking, and it got to the point where, you know, invariably, what's the best beer you've ever had? The one in front of me. Exactly. Rubber. But, uh, so, the, you know, I explained to the guy at that time I was partial to porters and stouts, and I was qualifying my answer. And before I could get my answer out of him, he, he's like, oh, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all real beer drinkers drink ales. Well, when he said that, I, I, it was obvious he had no clue what he was talking about. I turned my back to him and just said, hey, have a nice day. <laughs> and I, I continued to enjoy my beer. You get experiences like that, but... Hopefully, no one is going to judge you on what you're drinking. As long as you appreciate what you're drinking. And our goal is to let people know that porters and stouts are brewed as ales. Yes. But he didn't know that. No. I still get comments that Guinness is, um, you know, such a heavy beer. And I try to correct them, and they just don't understand what I'm saying. It's like 4%. I know. My wife prefers beans. It's like a hundred. Color is not. It's like a. It's like hundred and forty. Yes. hundred and forty calories. It's like yes. a wee beer. It's a yes. diet beer almost. Yes. My wife prefers beamish because it's a little heavier, whole. You know, it's a little creamier and just really hits her palate. Yeah, they're better. like, oh Guinness, it's like a meal. Yeah. I'm like, yes, what are you talking about? It is, but it's not. You know. Blah. It's not going to fill you up, really. Exactly. It's like, do you want a knife with that beer? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, with stouts, you know, they got to pass that quality control test. If you can see through them, they're not Dump good. Dump it out. Exactly. Something's going wrong. If you can see the bottom of the coffee cup when it's full of coffee, don't drink that coffee. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So where are we going from here, John? Pancakes, Utah. Pancake, Utah? Pancakes, Utah. What does that mean? It means that I'm driving to Pancakes, and I'm turning left, and we're going to have... Wasn't that a good road trip uh, from Denver to Utah? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was a good road trip. <laughs> oh, God. That's back before My I... My first uh, GABF experience. Yes, GABF. Uh, it, if you it, got four it, fat it, guys in a car, or at least big boned... Make sure you got good brakes. And you're over. coming over the Continental Divide, make sure the car's got the brakes to stop you. And he was living at the bottom of the hill for a while. Oh, yes. Yeah. For a month or two. For a month. Actually, for, yeah, two months. Yeah. But, yeah, GABF was a good time. Started off great. You know, it's like if you've ever flown into Denver, there is no easy way to get from the new Denver airport into downtown. We checked yes, mass there transit. Is. You found it out. Well, I found it out. But the <laughs> mass transit doesn't work. Yeah, we, we looked at all these different the, – the, the most efficient – way to get from the airport to downtown is rent a limo not only it, it costs us 20 bucks per head and the shuttle costs 17 dollars per right. head with the limo you got free beer oh. and, and then uh our, our, a friend of ours was flying in from the east coast uh on united 
and there was a problem with United, so he was delayed. And all of us had flown in from the West Coast, so we drank up all the beer. Well, I didn't because I was no, because looking you for were him. out waiting for him, and we were drinking all the they, beer. They all drank the beer, and so the the limo driver finally we figured out that uh, he was going to be delayed. And she was, uh, yeah, yes, limo so, driver yeah. was a she. Yeah, she uh, she finally said, you know, I figured out he wasn't going to make it on time. We decided to head in. Beer was out. She volunteered to stop for more beer at no additional cost. <laughs> But instead, we, we negotiated. We got to play with all the buttons on the uh, soda dispenser, figured drink out what dispenser. the drink dispenser. We figured out what all the alcohols were, had a great time, drank ourselves silly, and all for 20 bucks a person. And, <laughs> and we tipped her out pretty well. But, yeah. But that's that's the best way to... to uh, if you got a group, get a limo going get a limo. from uh, the Denver airport. Mm. And then... Uh, that's the road trip that's coming yes. up. So it's in that. August now. No. For you, not for me. You going no, to Denver and August? No, no, no. The tiki, the tiki bar tour. Mm-hmm. I don't want. To do That's a different show. You don't want to do that? I don't like limos. A bus. <laughs> that means. When are we, we taking our road trip? To Chico? Yeah. Yeah, John's just denying us that pleasure. I think we should. I've been you. denied so many road trips. Okay, we're going to Chico. Okay. So. So, here's my question. Yes. Rosie, the intern. What do you listen to on your road trip? You know, Frank uh, Zappa. the new band that I just really got into is Pastel Vespa. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, go to iTunes and type in Pastel Vespa. And I'm still in, a person. In the, in the this... search. And you will be amazed. It's a French person who knows barely English. It's all made up. She knows English. It's it's like Buddy Love is the Vegas lounge singer, or you might live in South Beach. Uh, but <coughs> we had a road trip. Pa- Pastel Vespa <coughs> is uh, reinterpretations of popular music in the Bossa Nova style, mm-hmm. and say so by a woman. She's got a beautiful voice, and uh, everybody covers Enter Sandman. I don't know what it is now, but everybody covers. <coughs> I'm going to fall apart here for a second. Um, <coughs> um, yeah, we can just cough for a while and fix that in the mix. No, Pastel Vespa, um, she covers The Cure, she covers Kiss, she covers um, Metallica. There's another band like that I've heard. Nouvelle Vogue. Nou- Nouvelle Vogue. Yes. Wait, the door just closed. John left. We can say whatever we want now. Whoa. He'll never find out. <laughs> he doesn't edit this. He claims he does. Um, so, Mother, what'd you so, cough up? I don't know. I just hit something. on your chin. I, did I? Yes. Ooh, <laughs> it's breakfast right there. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but no, pastel Vespa. And uh, I really believe in still. I like going out and buying the CDs. Mm-hmm. And I went to all the good music stores in San Francisco, and the. At Amoeba, the best answer, but I think there's a completely canned answer from the guy at the information desk. Yeah, we used to have them. Uh, I don't think we have them right now, but you want to, might want to go check and use rock. That's and what I, they say to everything. Yes, that's what I realized. <laughs> and so I didn't feel bad when I finally went after three days of going to all the other stores and clicking on the Buy Now on iTunes. Because it's really not easy to find. It's a, it's a European band. Uh but yeah, Pastel Vespa. Okay. What about you, Jaime? 
What do I listen? I listen to he whatever Motor to, compiles. Jaime, Motor. Jaime listens to Disney music because children all have. Yes. I, well, no, but when when we travel together, and this is if you know Motor, Motor uh, tends to not only put together great maps, he also puts together some great music compilations. Uh, John's you know, back. Uh, you know, there's been many a trip with a uh, Cal Jader. Yes. You know, uh, the world's greatest uh, Swedish American uh, yes. <laughs> vibes player. Uh, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, he's put together some great compilations. I always defer to his greater musical taste. Um, That'll be five dollars. Yes. You. Now, <laughs> now, if if something goes wrong, like uh, we generally have rental cars on these trips. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, they used to all have the uh, cassette players. Oh. <laughs> And, 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 you know, not all of them had uh, DVDs or CDs, so he'd have stuff on his iPod, and then you, you have the uh, cassette adapter. Up. And if that, if that's not working properly, he's not a happy man. All those cars have been retired from the rental car fleet by now, but I have broken car stereos in rental cars because it'll take the, the thing in and, like, the, the, uh, the little cassette adapter with the cable that comes out. And it won't seat right, or it'll screw up, and I'll like jam it. In. It's gotta work. And he's not a happy man. I'm not. And if mother's not happy, nobody's happy. There's not a lot of rage in myself, but when it does bubble the top, it's furious. Because I get speaking of mad. which, McDonald's now has Wi-Fi. The homework. The homework. Besides McDonald's Wi-Fi, the homework is this. It's really simple. Find a destination that's about an hour away from where you normally normally drink and go to that place. Take public transportation if you can. Otherwise, find a designated driver and pile you and your friends in your car and go to that place. And take a picture and send it to us. Take and a we'll picture. put it up on a wall. Exactly. Preferably you have a, a friend with a pregnant wife. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and you know, you, you might say preferably. I would say that that's an undesirable uh, trait. Um, that's just my point of view. Uh, kids are great. Cause, you kids know, are great as long as they're not. When kids become 17 or 18, uh, you can make them uh, trainee drivers, and they can drive you around different that's places. That's true. Excuse me, sir. I, I beg to differ with you because uh, my daughter's second birthday party, uh, I, re- I vaguely remember someone teaching her how to pour beer out of a keg. And my wife was really upset. Not because my daughter was pouring beer out of a keg, but because no one brought her a beer. And that is your fault for not bringing my wife a beer. Oh, that is my fault, isn't it? Well, you know what? Somebody else's kids are always way more fun than your own. And that's why we have That's why we have Godfather Motor. motor. Oh, I'm so sweet. So um so anyway, road trip. That's road your trip. homework. Road Chico, trip. baby. Road trip? Road trip. Road trip. That's and send photos. And, tell and us send photos. It. Exactly. Document the story. And our coasters. Yeah. And, good coasters and from the place. Porterhouse. Porterhouse. Or oh. salmon or quahog clams. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting greedy. <laughs> no, that's what I said last week. I know, I know. But still. And you got glasses instead. Yeah, we have these really good cool glasses. Good job. I mean, those are beautiful. Why do we do this? Why do people get Julian, into FM radio? So Julian really sends cool these really great glasses. Julian gets a beer. Julian comes out and visits us in San Francisco. If you guys want to fawn over anyone, 
You need to fawn over the intern, Rosie. She takes care of business here. <laughs> oh. She's speechless. Uh-oh. She has nothing. She has nothing left to say except oh, for Go Bears. Last dismiss. <laughs> the mics are still on, by the way. You can talk about so anything. So the idea is anything. You can anything. talk about anything you want to talk about now, but the class is over. Well, I just had to add my Go Bears because that's the impetus for many a trip. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're all taking a, we're taking a poll on what do we do about the game tickets this year. I Because I'll trade Quahog Clams Porterhouse Steak and Salmon for big game tickets. No, rather than spend $7,000 to qualify to buy big game tickets, I'm going to take that $7,000 and go to all the away games. And write a very serious letter to the... This is why my mom stopped going to San Francisco Opera. Yes, no, I, I agree. It switched to... It, just, and this is just one game. Yeah, no, uh, I, uh, I, I, you know...